Let's talk about what lights you up and your purpose and what you should be doing for a business. I honestly don't think it's about just about what lights us up because you can chase all kinds of things and then run around in circles. For those of us who are multi-passionate, I am still... I should not record this when I'm walking. I'm going to be out of breath. Um, For those of us who are multi-passionate, my coach told me, make a choice. Make a decision for your business and stick with it. I think that is wise. I also think there are other ways of doing it where you are not stuck doing something you dislike or um, you make a decision for something and then you realize, okay, that might have been the wrong decision because that was the easy way out or that was, again, what I should do. For those of us who are on that journey looking for what we should do and what is our passion and what people's needs are, the ikigai, about what you are good at and what the world needs and what you love to do, what you're skilled at doing, the needs of the world can be shifting. And so those people you're serving, that can change. I'm finding that right now. Like what if people, people's needs are changing? People's needs are constantly changing. How do you keep up? Um, Recently, so because I'm doing video commercials, but I also want to be an amazing painter and I want a passive income stream And maybe that means teaching online courses. It overwhelms me to think about pivoting. And now I can see those weak points in my past um, method of working where I'll switch something and then I'll get discouraged because I don't get the feedback. It's like, oh, that must not have worked. Only five people liked it. Well, probably not many people saw it. So what am I trying to say? I'm just rambling here. I don't have a proper outline for what I'm trying to say, except that I'm thinking, you know, there are annoying parts to any business, even something that lights you up, like painting lights me up. There is the annoying part of selling the painting, of pouring thousands of hours of energy into something that then is worth to you or your labor, you know, say $5,000, and then the gallery takes 50%. So can you sell that for 10000 And does it excuse me, sit, sit somewhere um, in your closet over time? And then you sell it in 10 years. So it kind of sat for all that time. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. just babbling here. Um, so... Um, I, I'm excited about creating videos for people. And when I have too many customers, too many clients, then I get overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, wait, slow down. I want to put on the brakes. And then there are like the feast and famine times when there's a famine. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting enough people. Five days later, I get a new client and then I'm like excited about it. But how do you control how many clients you have? sure coaches go through this you know they've got a certain number of one-on-one clients and then a number of group coaching programs and they're raking in the money 
but I see some who are working so hard for that. Is that their ideal life? How do they, I assume that they get all the joy out of actually coaching. But what if your goal is to coach for 10 years and then retire, um, to work hard, to work your ass off in the hopes that in 10 years, like with all jobs, when you retire at say 65 or 70, do you then just like relax and do nothing? Um, so then are you working to live or living to work? I want the kind of life that affords me the luxury of time and time where I do the things that I love, which are painting and making films and stop motion animation and collage and collage animation. So how do I translate those love things that let you up, that you would do in your spare time, things you would do for free? translate that into a money-making thing. Patreon? Um, how do you get the word out there? How do you channel your energies into that one thing, that thing that flows? Do I hire a virtual assistant now to help me get that stuff done? Um, behind the scenes and all the tech and all the commercial work, getting the word out there? Um, how do you slowly build your audience where you meet people person by person by person make them feel special then do your relationships feel like they're always strategic and you're always hustling and your friends become your clients or your clients become your friends or you're making friends just to get get something out of it that was part of the art world that I didn't love where it felt like so much of what I was doing was strategic hustling and, you know, I don't know anymore. I think that if I really wanted to make money, if I really wanted to be successful at something, I could. And there's a strategy toward doing it. And there's a way of working much smarter than I have been. Um, creating a goal of earning 100 thousand dollars per year and setting that into motion what would it take to earn that what do I need to create that is enjoyable and pleasurable for me and not something I am you know just feeling exhausted by how do you create the boundaries around your work day and your work um yeah, your work day and your work week so that you have an enjoyable, pleasurable life that you're in control of where you are not working until 10 o'clock at night where you have plenty of time for a social life and a luxurious bath at night. I am excited to create the life I want and I am excited because what are my whys? Why I do what I do or what I want? Why? Why do you want to make money or create a business? Do you really care about helping other people? I had to ask myself this question. If I'm going to serve and be empathetic to people, I really do care about women 
making money because I believe every single woman should choose with whom they share their bed. No one should ever feel that they have to have children or have to be in a relationship with a man because they depend on him for an income. Every woman should have that choice and have an exit strategy if that relationship suddenly turns sour or just because you want to be an independent human being with agency in your life. Um, I want that choice. I want to choose who my in-laws are or are not, who my family is. I want to choose what city I live in and what I wear and how I live. My greatest joy is living in a hot, sunshine, tropical place with plants all around me because that gives me great pleasure. But there are times where I think like, is that even possible? Is that too good to be true? Am I allowed that? I fully believe that I am. I think the fear comes in like, I've never done it. I've never spent an entire year somewhere or I've only ever visited and experienced that uh, pleasure by what's relatively around me. So for example, I experience the misery of winter. Therefore, the tropical place becomes so much greater a joy. Um, And so I think there is a part of me that wonders, would that joy be as great if I lived there all the time? What I want is control. And I think movement makes me feel as though I have control. So if I'm stuck in one place for a long time, I feel the illusion that I do not have control. Um, And so movement gives me that. The other part of it is like this desire to have all of the agency and freedom of a single woman and all the security and comfort of having a partner. It's a lot of security and comfort that comes from having a partner. And I do believe for myself that I can have the best of both worlds and give my partner the best of both worlds where we have space from each other and we have the comfort and security of being together and all that we offer each other. Um, So there's that. But yeah, I'm really questioning, like, why don't I live somewhere tropical? Right now it's COVID, so I'm not traveling. So it's a perfect excuse also, but very much a reality. But once that opens up and I, I'm allowed to do what I want to do, can I give myself? Am I bold enough to say, pick up and move to Costa Rica? Can I meet my financial goals to live luxuriously and beautifully paying rent consistently um, buying coffee and food out and groceries consistently Uh, yeah I think I've lived in a little bit of a spoiled bubble for a long time where my contributions have not been the main contribution I'm excited and happy that I make money now and I can contribute to my partnership. I'm also excited that I could be the main earner and support my husband and my son who's 18 and eventually will support himself but for now he's still 
needs a lot. He's going to need an education. He's going to need a lot of things in the next many years that will help him get on his own own two feet. That doesn't just happen magically overnight. And uh, Robin and I are very happy to help him out and to be that support in his life. Um, yeah, so back to the business when I think about why am I doing it and going through seven levels of why. Why do you want what you want? Or why do you want to make money? Or why are you doing what you're doing? Um, back to thinking about, you know, true service or true generosity. Um, yeah, there was a time where I realized, no, I don't want to help people because there were unmet childhood needs that I had. So things like, I don't want to help someone because I need help. I want help. Um, Yeah, so I think it's good to acknowledge that selfish inner child, the child who needs. I think it's important that each of us get our needs met and have boundaries and make sure we feed our bodies food and water make sure we have enough time in our day to really nurture ourselves and our inner child. Next, when we have that generosity towards others, I think that, you know, being able to be generous comes from a place of first being selfish. And by selfish, I just mean, um, I think of it like a baby. A baby just cries and needs a lot of love. And selfish, meaning I need, I have needs, I have wants, I'm going to be greedy. Or at least those terms are like negative terms. Maybe greed is taking more than you want or need and hoarding. But I'm thinking of greedy and selfishness as a way of, hmm, how do I explain it? Uh, I guess women are very socialized to think of other people's needs and to not ever be greedy or selfish. And so when we are actually healthy, taking care of our own needs, we may feel greedy or selfish. And sometimes we have to go like into greed and selfishness just to practice what it feels like to have normal, basic, healthy way of being. Okay, I'm going to probably have to go because it's way too fucking windy. That's the thing is like when we, descri- <laughs> when we describe the weather as being miserable, it truly is. I mean, if you're in a cold climate where, you know, it's very uncomfortable to be outside and you just can't be outside because of the wind. Oh, I just, I need to try to indulge in paradise I need to try it out I need to try a year I need to test my own theories a year to two years sorry a year to three years in a tropical romance a romance with tropical paradise I want it I want to see okay would I feel oh this is too much it's too good to be true it's too much beauty would it wear off and I would feel like annoyed and too hot and sticky Would I feel like, okay, well, we all need change. Would I ever feel like, oh, 
I can't leave. It's just, it's too beautiful. It's too much for me. Or I'm, I'm bored now, you know. I'm bored and I need the cold and miser- misery. Or am I just like, no, misery is normal. Miserable weather is the norm and that's what I know. And I don't know any better. Therefore, that's just what I've got to do. Whoa! Jeez. Scare me. <sighs> Fucking dogs. <sighs> okay, um. So, yeah, weather, beauty, tropical. Uh, maybe this is a part about being Canadian and being from the prairies and from Winnipeg and from my family. You know, they just, they never would consider that living in somewhere like, I'm just throwing Costa Rica out my hat. Living somewhere like that would be, first of all, it would never be possible. Second of all, you just can't do that. You have to work at your job and slave away nine to five with weekends off and one week or two week of holiday in a year. It's fucking horrible. Like, winter is so brutal. Nobody gets it. And it is a factor. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. A lot of people don't live in this misery. A lot of people never experience this. People who live in a relaxed, calm, not windy, beautiful place and are just chilled out. I just, I can't imagine. Um, so yeah, the given for my family was life is miserable. Life is hard and full of toil. Winter is eight long months or 10, you know, miserable months of the year. And for two months, you get to be happy. One month really in July. July is really the most ideal conditions for me. And I become obsessed. I become like, oh my God, I have to make the most of every moment. I can't spend a minute indoors because it's so rare to see the sun and to feel the warmth on your body. It's like when you go on holiday and you're like, oh, okay, it's going to take me a full week to unwind and relax. That's how July is for me. It's like, oh my God, it's, like, it's going to be taken away from me. It'll take me all of July to get into July, get used to it, and then bam, it's over. And you're like, well, I just... I just started the vacation. I just finally loosened up. But yeah, I think July means everything to me. I think that if I could choose how I live, listen to me, if I could choose, if I have a choice, if I can make it happen, I want to live in a world where it's July all the time, where it's beautiful and warm, where I go outside and I'm not desperate the sun where I soak up the vitamin D and I work indoors painting during the hottest times of the day and then I go out again at night to eat and experience the music and the beauty and I sleep well and I get up reasonably I don't want to party I yeah I I can't imagine. And sometimes I'm in denial or I forget. I think I'm so spoiled. I've had it so good for how much I've been able to travel. And uh, 
And then, and then I remember, well, yeah, but people live beautifully all the time. And I've never done it consistently for years at a time. I've been too scared. I'm too afraid of paying those bills every month and making ends meet. I want to make my goals every month and I don't want it to be a strain. I want the flow. I want flowing money and people in my life. I don't want to feel like, oh, I got to put the brakes on this because I need boundaries and I need my own time and then burn out and crash and then have no customers the next month. So I really hope I can be patient and get this business off the ground and begin to become the best version of myself, meaning the most creative, the most loving and generous, where I share my creativity, my love, my humor, and writing with with everyone who needs that. I don't know what it will look like, but I I know right now it's going to in the beginning stages and I don't want to sabotage it but I don't want that desperation scarcity so here you go here you go so for people who also desire the most beautiful epic life which is what we all want and deserve which means enough time and rest safe place to live good food to eat nutrition water clean drinking water good friends, a purpose in life, a creative, beautiful life, a life that you love, life that you wake up in the morning and you don't dread because your bills are so GD high. Let it, let it come. Let's find it. Let's attract it. Let's seek it out and let's give thanks because I think even the fact that I've been able to consider this information and allow myself to indulge to even take a piece of that pie of that meal to even consider it is epic for me it's epic on a generational level it's epic for me considering how I grew up and what I was taught and what I believed for so long it's massive massive change even just to step into that level of indulgence which is also just plain old humanity it's nothing radical I don't want or need excess in a way I don't agree with the way wealth is misdistributed or the distribution of wealth currently but yeah I love I don't need to go to blow all this a million dollars in a month I love the idea that a million dollars in a year could come into my life and flow out of my life because I know what I would do would be to just the time the time and the space and the place if I want to check out I think that's one of my greatest desires is just to feel that feeling of being taken care of as a child that I can rest at night 
that I have the security and comfort that I'm not on the run or on the go or going to be left out on the street. I think at the heart of it all, it's probably what I crave in uh, in home, having a home, being in a safe, secure place. So I 